Welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that gets to the essence of the automobile today. We're talking about the 2021 Land Rover Defender 90. That's right, the shorter Defender. And we're talking about that with the great Patrick Arone. You can take a look at this Defender 90 on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're over there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. There we get all the great Auto Week content we deliver daily sent directly to you. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about this Defender in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Want to go behind the scenes with the editors of Auto Week Car and Driver and Road and Track? Become a member of the Track Club and receive six supersized issues of the new Road and Track, plus access to digital content, dozens of partner privileges, exclusive invites to editorial events, and first dibs on insider automotive events, both online and around the world. Hop on in by visiting roadandtrack.com slash autoweek. That's R-O-A-D-A-N-D-T-R-A-C-K dot C-O-M forward slash A-U-T-O-W-E-E-K. And Patrick, tell me about this Land Rover Defender. Defender 90, right? The Defender 90, yes. I was very excited to check this one out because about, I don't know how long it was ago, within the year, you know, time doesn't really have any meaning anymore, so it's kind of hard to tell. About a year or so ago, I drove the Defender 110, and so I was super excited to take a turn in the 90. Yeah, you were actually on the launch of the Defender 110. It's uh, the 90s longer wheelbase sibling. And uh, you took it off-roading. But I believe you spent more time on-road with this Defender 90. Tell us about it. Yeah, no, that's true. So, right. So with the 110, uh, it was part of a program where I got to literally climb up a mountain. There were like, you know, small streams that I uh, drove over. Um, lots of outdoorsy kind of stuff. With this one, I unfortunately did not really get a chance to do anything super outdoorsy. It was basically just regular roads and unfortunately lots of uh, stop and go traffic getting out of and back into the city. But um, I can say I definitely got a chance to get an impression of its regular road driving uh, ability, which I think would probably be like the one thing that maybe people would, one of the things that people would worry about with the shorter wheelbase version, right, is that it's, it's on-road capability would be somewhat compromised. But here you go. I did not really find it so. I mean, I think maybe I'd have to really drive drive them back to back to have like a really clear uh, distinction. And maybe I would notice some difference, but at least to me, um, and you know, I was on some windy roads and stuff like that. I thought it really handled the regular road great. Which, I mean, not to besmirch Land Rover's good name or the Defender's fantastic nameplate, but I think the vast majority of these cars are going to see a lot of on-road travel. (laughs) I don't think many people are going to be out wheeling them day one. I mean, I'm sure a handful of will, but I think this will see a lot more time on the the fantastic dry roads. The dry roads on the way to the the neighborhood's fancy mall, not the bad mall, the fancy (laughs) mall. Or the occasional road trip to like the Hamptons or... uh, Exactly. Precisely. But... Patrick, you also gave us a little walk around of this fantastic little Land Rover, which we're going to cut to right now. I am walking around the 2021 Land Rover Defender 90 first edition. So this is the 90, which is the smaller between this and the 110. Shorter wheelbase and just two doors rather than four, or I guess three rather than six if you count the rear um and i think that this looks really really great um it just totally captures the old school land rover defender look i think even better than the larger one because it just seems that much more business focused like 
We don't need rear doors for you people in the back. We're just all about making an off-road vehicle, uh, which they have done uh, absolutely perfectly. Um, but yeah, so this particular one is a really cool color. It's a it's a light green. They call it Pangea green. Um, it's sort of like um, a little grayish, definitely on the lighter side. Um, but then the top is white. So it's got a little bit of a two-tone kind of vibe. Um, you have the big spare on the back. It's a 20-inch Goodyear Wrangler. This particular one has the... Uh, you know, the, the option, I think they call it the uh, off-road tire option. So, yeah, they got the all-terrains. And um, just walking around it now, um, the lines are so that classic boxy look. Um, the front is just, um, you know, it has so much of the design language from the iconic Defenders from the past. Um, and it just really has that combination of looking classy but ready for business which really is the heart of what this vehicle is wesley i i did some bad math in there right i added two doors plus one is three in this one four doors plus one is five not six like i just heard myself say in that recording so i think i need to go back and study my arithmetic well, I mean, math is a fluid and uh, subjective <laughs> science, and I think that hey, if you interpret doors, you you can interpret as many doors as you want. Is, is a window a door? Why not count it? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe one of the windows was a door, so it's six. Thank you. I feel much better about myself now. Hey, I'm here. I'm I'm here to help. But Patrick, you you do touch on something. Let's talk about those that door situation a little bit. I'm sure as you were growing up, and as definitely I was growing up, there was the trend of uh, if you had a serious off roader, it had mm -hmm. two doors, maybe three, if it had some sort of rear door. That is not really the case because automakers figured out that having a four-door off-roader sells more product, right? So, right. So uh, these two-door anything, for that matter, but two-door off-roaders or two-door SUVs, extremely rare now. It's funny. Even if you can't like articulate that, like even if you're someone who doesn't really pay attention to the trends indoors and off-road vehicles, there's something about this that like pops. Like um, I think people see it and they realize even if they aren't like, well, it's because it's a two-door. Like, people notice it. It's it's much more noticeable, especially these days. And not just the kind of general boxiness of it, but it's interesting. Like, I, I thought it was cool. And I think it actually works with the sort of boxiness of the Defender. Uh, it kind of balances it a little better than the four-door. Um, you know, it is inconvenient. And we didn't even have anyone sitting in the back. It was just my wife and I. But then, like, even just, like, throwing stuff in the back, you got to all right, we got to, you know, fold the seats down and this and that. And it, it, it looked like it definitely sacrificed uh, some room, obviously, in the back from the 110. However, whatever, it's cool. Like, it, it, it really is, I think, neat. And like I said, like, it just makes it seem more more purposeful or something. I, I agree. I think more purposeful is a right way to look at it. Because, I mean, the shorter wheelbase gives you <laughs> better approach and departure angles and all the other important stuff that I don't really understand. But what I do understand, Patrick, is that you gave us a little driver view. You took us along on a little test drive of this bad boy, which we're going to cut to right now. I am up in the Catskills, but I am not climbing any mountains. I'm not forging any rivers. 
I'm on a two-lane blacktop experiencing the Defender 90. Back when I drove the Defender 110, I actually got to do some of those real outdoorsy, hardcore things, but unfortunately this time I have not gotten the opportunity to do so. But I can tell you that the Defender 90 is just as smooth and dignified on the regular road as its slightly larger brother. Um, I'm twisting around here on these roads. It really handles great. The suspension is very smooth, not too rough. Um, but just from inside the cabin, this car is great because it really, you could tell it means business. There's rubber all over, but it's not like cheap kind of rubber. It's like ready for action rubber. Like, you know, I don't know what you do in a Land Rover. You go out like quail hunting or something, right? If your boots are muddy from hunting quail, you're not going to sweat it because, you know, the whole floor is rubber. Um, there's lots of little pockets all over, little storage areas for you and the passenger um, just to put, you know, whatever little things you have as you are doing your outdoorsy stuff. And my personal favorite part of the cabin is there's actually a jump seat between the driver and the passenger. So, you know, you put that up and suddenly it's like that old school when you were a kid sitting right in the middle of the, your parents while you're driving around. But I love it in this car because, I mean, look, you never know who's gonna wanna jump in and join you when you're gonna start hunting quail, right? If there's a young person in your life who's really into cars, give them the gift of R&T Crew, the ultimate subscription box by Road & Track for kids ages 6 to 10. Every other month, a box is delivered to their door and stuffed with cool accessories, fun activities, and a magazine check full of facts, stories, games, and more. Sign up now to receive the all-new Blast from the Past box and enter code AUTOWEEK for 10% off the annual box subscription. Just head over to rtcrew.com, that's R-T-C-R-E-W.com, and use code AUTOWEEK. Well, another thing we need to touch on is the Land Rover Defender's interior. Obviously, this is not as brash right. as, say, as the Discovery or like a Range Rover Sport or something. But it did it feel cheap-ish? No, no. That's the thing that's funny about it. Like it's 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 able to seem utilitarian, but like purposely utilitarian and not cheap. So there's lots of rubber, and you know, you think, are you going to a car that there's like rubber and plastic all over it that you would think it would feel cheap? But it doesn't. I, I never like got that that feeling at all. Like you're just like, okay, the reason that this is made of these materials is because they might get dirty. They might get like you, you know, you don't want it to be precious, right? You don't want to be worried about what you're gonna be dragging into it, what you have to like put in it, right? And so um it definitely never felt cheap to me. Well, that is important, especially when you're dropping big bucks on a defender. Speaking of which, do you have the price handy before we wrap this one? Yeah. Up? Yeah, pretty big bucks. Okay, so this is the first edition, which is which is just like um, you know a spec package. It has a tow hitch receiver and the off road tires that I mentioned, and altogether comes out to sixty six thousand four hundred seventy five. So I was a little bit like, okay, I thought this was going to be a little bit more because I know that you know they usually deck these things out with all the whistles and bells. So yeah, I mean, it's it's in a competitive set, right? A very competitive space, and I think that space is only getting more competitive as people see that it's a basically bottomless pit of money that people will spend on these adventure machines. Mm -hmm, totally, um, and you know, I, I haven't gotten to drive the new Bronco yet, so you know, I wonder if people would be, you know, you kind of wonder with a car like this 
what are you really cross shopping? Because, you know, some people who are just more interested in like a luxury, luxury nameplate, maybe they would be looking for some of those SUVs that aren't really, you know, necessarily good at off-roading. But you probably also get some people who are like looking at Jeeps, looking at the Bronco, looking at things that actually can handle more outdoorsy stuff. So I, I feel like it'd be kind of interesting to see like who, what people cross shop with this. Oh, totally. And you've got the group of people that just wanted a Defender for so long and are just happy mm-hmm. to get a happy to get a modern version of their classic Defender uh, that mm-hmm. they can daily drive. Yeah, absolutely. But Patrick, this is a quick spin after all. And on a quick spin, we try to get to the essence of the automobile. And the Land Rover Defender 90 is no exception. So Patrick, I have to ask you, what is the essence of this Land Rover Defender? What's its raison d'etre? You know, look, I'm not going to say why someone buys a car. If you want to buy a car for any reason, and you can, and you don't have to steal it off the lot, go ahead and buy it. But I feel like with this, you want to actually do some off-roading. You know, if, if you just want like a cool looking SUV with a with a neat name, you could get a Porsche, you could get a Maserati, you could get a BMW, you could get a different Land Rover, you could get a Range Rover, whatever. But I feel like with this, it it deserves to be driven hard. It deserves to like do the things that it's capable of. I feel like you're you're doing it a disservice or something if you don't. Like honestly, in my little weekend with it, I felt bad that I didn't get to do anything anything challenging or fun with it. I, I think it really that's what it's for. Hey, just don't hesitate to take it to your local sand dunes or your local trails. Uh, be careful of the ATV trails because it might be a little wide for some of these uh, narrow off-road trails and you don't want to scratch up the paint. But Patrick, I could not agree more. And hey, thank you so much for driving this bad boy. Hey, thank you. Um, I'm always, uh, it's always a pleasure. Well, and it's always a pleasure to talk about them with you. But hey, if you want to share in this pleasure with us, listeners, why don't you head over to the Apple Podcast Store or wherever you listen to the bad boy and drop us a five-star review. And hey, if you leave a little caption, if you leave a little comment, I will shout you out at the end of this episode. Not this episode, but after I see it. And hey, while you're cruising the internet superhighway, why don't you head over to our Facebook page and click that like button. That way you get all the great Auto Week content we deliver daily sent directly to you. I say this at the end of every episode, and I mean it. Uh, Without your listenership, none of this would be possible. So thank you for listening, and tell a friend.